You're listening to Scarves Around the Funnel, brought to you in association with Forrest Hepburn and McDonald Signs. Getting noticed isn't always easy, because there's so much noise! But at Forrest Hepburn and McDonald, we make it easy. With standout signs, business cards, shop fronts, banners, leaflets, vehicle graphics, the lot. Showcasing your products, advertising your brand, and getting business noticed. So, what can we do for you? Forrest Hepburn and McDonald, creative sign and print solutions since the 1950s. Visit fhmcdsigns.co.uk. Waiting in the middle, and Jancic put a decent ball in. It's a deep one. Up goes McKenna, hit it back across, gone to the net. Kevin McKenna with the equaliser for Hearts. It's one all, and scenes of absolute joy in the away end. Hello, and welcome to Scarves Around the Funnel the podcast dedicated to Heart of Midlothian Football Club, who are finally about to be back in action this weekend as top flight football returns to Scotland. I am Laurie Dunsire, fresh off the back of watching the first top flight game back in Scotland. That's on this Thursday evening at the time of recording. And Mark Donaldson, who joins me, was also watching that game. And Rangers Hibs was pretty entertaining. Pretty entertaining, eh? Who needs the World yeah. Cup? <laughs> it was good the first half, especially the second half was was one way traffic. Rangers pal of mine sent me a message. Ryan Porteous suspended for the derby. That's bad news mm-hmm. for the Hibs. <laughs> yes, I like, I'm. I'm not. I'm not unhappy that that he's not playing. I'm not. He's um, he's he's shown up a few times yeah, in the derby. Yeah. He's not to say every time, um, but. A couple of times he's he's put in some big performances, so yeah. I, it's, I'm it's, I'm happy. It's, so am I. So am I. It's strange how it works, isn't it? The yellow card. I mean, Hearts play Kilmarnock this weekend. Then their next game is against Dundee United away, uh, um, St. Christmas Eve, St. Johnson away, and then Hibs at home. And you think, well, hold on, Porteous is booked tonight. But yeah, I think it's two weeks after yeah. um, the the offence that the the suspension. Um, Takes over, so that's why Ryan Porteous will miss that game. But that's miles away for us right now. Kelly at home to look forward to. Something else to look forward to. We've, we've it's been great all week. Ryan McGowan said, "Yep, I'm coming on. Can't wait. Can't wait. Looking forward to it." And then yesterday, yep. What time do you want to record today or tomorrow? Well, like, what? Well, what's good for you? Like well, nine o'clock Thursday. Perfect. No problem. Speak to you then. And then this earlier today. As much as I'd love to do. <laughs> The podcast, I think, with this voice, uh, might not be the best for the listeners. Oh, now they await the incoming slaughtering from Dumb and Dumber. As you slate my voice. <laughs> now, there's a few questions and not many answers here. First of all, who's dumb and who's dumber? Um, no comment. We- I'll, so I'll take dumb. I'll take dumb. You can you can just have dumb. Oh, oh thanks. It's too You're welcome. Kind. Well, you want dumber? I mean, come on. Um. Secondly, anyone can sound like this and feel really bad. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't do an Aussie accent. I'm not even going to try. 
So I'm, I'm it's like I'm, someone phoning in sick to work. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, boss. What's that in the but, background? It's forty thousand supporters at a football game. Yeah. The amount of calls that will be made, voicemails that will be left to bosses after. Like this weekend with all the Christmas parties and stuff happening. Oh, sorry. Well, oh, I've got that. <laughs> exactly. The big, the big thing is now, Ross County take on St. Johnston this weekend. This is Thursday night. <laughs> is he going to be able to play? If he isn't able to play in that, then fine. Obviously, he couldn't have come on the podcast. If he pulls on that number 13 jersey and struts about and keeps a clean sheet and they get all three points, he's getting some dog's abuse on the old message. The WhatsApp Messenger thing. That's mm-hmm. maybe sounds so old, isn't it? That that cellular device <laughs> that, that we have. Um uh, hopefully you're better soon and, and hopefully um hopefully you're able to play this weekend. Just a pisser. So next week, no excuses now. We want to hear no. from you. I you probably won't send us another WhatsApp voice note. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> no, Ever no. again. Ever again. Um yeah, get well soon, Ryan McGowan. Um we can Slaggy all we like now. And I have to say thanks to him as well. We did our live show on Monday for Big Hearts. So this was a, a yeah, combo of Scarves Under Funnel and This Is My Story, Two Hearts podcasts, uh, all in aid of Big Hearts. So we had a few guests, um, we had a decent attendance, uh, all the money raised from tickets and from the raffle, etc., Went to Hearts, uh, Big Hearts Winter Appeal. It's obviously helping people who are struggling around this time of year. So great cause. And Ryan, as always, makes himself available for these things. Ryan came along with Gary Wales, Jamie McDonald, Gary Mackay as well. So it was a very enjoyable night. I think we went for about three hours in the end. I'm surprised. It was, wow. Um, yeah. Imagine if you were there with tangents, it would have been six. No. <laughs> Um, so thank you to Ryan and thank you to everyone who who attended. Hopefully they had a good night. Um, yes, as you say, Mark, we'll talk about Kilmarnock, who will be Hearts' first opponents following the break for the World Cup this Saturday. Uh, we are also going to talk about some winter memories at football matches. It's been bitterly cold over the last week or two. Uh, we've had a little bit of snow, lots of ice, so we thought it would be a good time to have a look back at some games where the weather has been um, a little bit wintry uh, and some memories from those games, people's feelings from those matches. I quite like a winter match, I have to say, albeit uh, sometimes when you're freezing on the sidelines and the terraces on your seat and your team's getting pumped, it does feel a little bit miserable. But we'll, we'll look back at some of those. Uh, before we get to that, though, Mark, some more sombre news today at the time of recording as it's been confirmed that former Hearts chairman Leslie Deans passed away after a very short illness that was just last night um, having been under the care of Edinburgh Royal Infirmary of course someone who was a born and bred Jambo and then became chairman during his tenure Hearts managed to win that historic Scottish Cup in 1998 uh, bringing home the Cup for the first time since 1956. So certainly some memorable times with Leslie Deans at the helm, and he was obviously very vocal during other times for Hearts, someone who will be, um, I, I would hope, remembered quite fondly. Our thoughts will be with his friends and family, but certainly someone who will always have very strong ties with his club at Tynecastle. 
yeah, this one hurts. Les was only 71. And someone who, look, him and Chris Robinson, I mean, for them both to go within within three months is, is horrible because the two of them together, when they, they bought out Wallace Mercer, back in, uh, in the kind of early to mid-90s, um, they were the ones who were at the helm when, when Hearts finally did it. Uh, 1956 to 1998, that Scottish Cup drought eventually ended. And I posted a, a photo um, that we took on, on top of the bus on the, on the Sunday of Les with this huge smile on his face. And he had the cup in his hand, and that was him at his happiest. He was a Hearts supporter, a mad Hearts supporter, who was in the seats that we all used to or still do occupy at Tyne Castle or in the terraces until he became um, a board member, a chairman, a chief exec when they switched places, him and Chris. It's just, it's too young. And it's, you, 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 you just, when you get older and things like this happen, it's, you just expect everyone to kind of not die, just go on forever. And then it's a kind of jolt when something like this happens. I mean, it's a ridiculous thing to think. No, I mean, come on. Of course, it's going to happen to us all, but 71's just no age at all. And, and for Leslie to be in charge when, when Hearts won the Scottish Cup and what it meant to everybody. I mean, if he hadn't have been on the board at Hearts at the time in charge owning the football club. He would have been opposite the main stand. He would have been in among the supporters, like so many others were. And uh, over the last couple of, two or three years, he's, we, we didn't always agree with some of the things he, he came out with, but he was never short of a line for the local boys and the local girls who phoned them up, the journals, um, initially print and then media. Very, very rarely did you not get what, what you were looking for or or an opportunity when you wanted a, an interview with with Les, and <laughs> I, I I kind of I I laugh because you used to get three or four stories out of Leslie Deans. You had one. That's why you would phone him up for a story, and you would come away, especially for the newspaper um, lads and lassies. You'd get a a full spread. You'd get a Sunday headline. You'd get something for the next week. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it wasn't quite at the level of Wallace Mercer when it came to the elements of, of what he would do to, to get the football club um, on the back and the front pages, but he'll be sadly missed. Uh, and, and that was a shock today, and our thoughts are, are with his family. Um, and sadly, um, he's no longer with us, so hopefully... I assume there'll be a minute's silence or applause this weekend. We can do him proud and get three points against Kilmarnock. Here, here. You're listening to Scarves Around the Funnel, sponsored by Forrest Hepburn and McDonald Signs, who have been offering creative sign and print solutions since the 1950s. Now, the winter weather has hit hard over Scotland across the last week or two temperatures minus 10 and below um snow around the country in certain places very tricky conditions and we thought it'd be a good time to 
have a look back at some of our memories of the very cold and wintry matches that we've been to watching Hearts down the years. So we put this out on social media and we got quite a few messages to, I suppose, spark some of the conversation and have a look back. Uh, Stevie Morris messaged us about one which is before both of our times going to matches. 1976, a second replay against Montrose. 1976, Scottish Cup second round replay after two two all draws at neutral Muirton Park against Montrose. Stevie says, Ralph Callaghan scored the winner in extra time. Uh, We followed what we thought was a supporters bus in a blizzard heading home. It turned out that bus was heading north to Aberdeen. <laughs> we got home at midnight. Uh, so much to yeah think back on how much a different time it was back in the seventies. Apart from anything, second replay. God, I know. I know. Sometimes you look at things like penalty kicks, and it's maybe a harsh way to lose big matches or to lose a tournament, etc. But God, I'm very glad that um, something like that had been introduced by the time I got involved in going to football games because multiple replays just seems to take something away from a, a game, doesn't it? One replay yeah. maybe, but when you keep when you just keep doing it. I think I'm right in saying I haven't checked, but did Rangers not beat Hibs in the late seventies in a second replay in the Scottish Cup final? Uh, so I, I'm thinking back as well. There was a, a game. It wasn't so much going to many, many replays. I'm trying to find out, and no doubt I'll interject rudely 25 minutes from now when I finally get the answer. Oh, I remember what it was. Um, Hamilton played Hearts um, in a Scottish Cup tie, and it was it, it just it was continually postponed. I think it eventually went ahead on either a Monday night or a Thursday night or whatever. And I think it was 86 or 87. And it was just one of those, once you get a cold snap, and obviously you're you're having one right now in the UK, it, it's tough. And back in the day, undersoil heating wasn't a thing. And a lot of games were played on frozen pitches when now they would have no yeah. chance of going ahead. So never mind first and second replays, some of the postponed matches. Um, I'll also check for for most postponed matches in Scotland because there's one that I think was was postponed for nearly fifty times or something before it eventually took place. But <laughs> it's, it's oh, it, it, it was crazy! It was some stupid number, and I need to find that out now. It's got two things. That's my homework while we're we're yeah. yakking away in podcast homework. Um, we've got a couple of no, no, nominations for another one here. Yeah. Now, this is. Falkirk away. Uh, Chungster says, Falkirk away, Michael Stewart penalty. I want to say it was Boxing Day. Horrible snow f- snowfall. Parking on the side street was tricky as none were clear. And um, Darren Ross says, I remember a really snowy away trip to Falkirk where we won 1-0. It was a horrendous game and I couldn't feel my feet. But the highlight of the day was when my granddad went to open his car a car door after the game and a small pile of snow fell from a roof and landed on his head. <laughs> Um, so I think this was Falkirk nil Hearts one. I don't know. If, I don't think I was at this game. You might have been commentating. It was Boxing what Day year? 2009. Um, Shabba Laszlo was in charge, oh, yes. which meant it yes. was uh, likely to be a brutal game to watch. And Michael Stewart scored a penalty in the 42nd minute. Um, there was an Aussie on the bench, a 19-year-old Rocky Visconti. Yeah, Rocky. Never lived up to his name. Didn't live it's up to name. anything, really. It's a great it's a name. name. Not maybe as a footballer. But Falkirk was always a, a chilly place, December, January time. Anywhere, anywhere that, open, isn't it? That's yeah, anywhere that was open. 
East Fife with like and, and the Hamilton, Falkirk, Aberdeen at Petaudry in the old beach end because it didn't have doors up the back. And if you got a swirling wind and that came into to Petaudry back in the days so where they had the benches behind the goal, my goodness, that could be cold. Certainly can. Rocky Visconti, who apparently now plays for a team called Cumberland United, who are based in hmm. um, the birthplace of Ryan McGowan, Adelaide. It's go. had a, an interesting, interesting few clubs since he was released by Hearts. But anyway, we won't get caught up with that. Uh, one that gets mentioned quite a few times, and it's it's quite funny to think of um, cup finals being mentioned as, as these games but of course they have moved the league cup back to being uh, around the winter as well and obviously previously was as well before they changed it and then changed it back league cup final 1996 uh, dave mcgee says mind the league cup final versus rangers edinburgh under two feet of snow got to glasgow past a 20 foot snow drift at heart hill and it was a perfect pitch and no snow um, John Cleland says Coca-Cola Cup final 24th November 96 was miserable um, hmm. and the game at home to Celtic he mentioned another one as well but we'll try and keep on this one for now uh, We Are The Heart says does the League Cup final in 96 against Rangers count started snowing as we were yes. leaving on the bus freezing, and it was so bad on M8 you could get off the bus have a snowball fight and jump back on <laughs> thought the game was going to get called off and nearly was there was a pitch, in, there was a pitch inspection before the oh, game, when was when, when the last time a cup final would have been called off? Oh, there's in a Scotland. question in Scotland. Obviously, I mean, there've been some one somewhere, but that's I mean, interesting. Weird, weird games that have been called off. It was that Hibs European game. It was Inter Total Cup or something. There was why does it why does it sound like was there snow or it must be heavy rain? You're not going to get snow in July. In Scotland, are you? But that was called off. I think it was back in when it was played. But a cup final postponed. I don't know if that's ever happened. Yeah, I'd have to. We'd have to check the history books for that. But Jordan, Dave McGee, um, uh, yeah, they also mentioned that one. Dave was saying we were on the phone to Hamden to make sure the game was still on. It's <laughs> um, funny thinking about that, isn't it? Uh, it's such a short time ago in many ways. You know, mid nineties, but. Such a different time, you know, pre, well, not pre-internet, but internet certainly wasn't very big at that point, pre-social media and such like, but phoning a stadium to find out the game was on. God. For, for, Ranger, for Rangers against Hearts? Yeah. Well, if you phoned Hamden, they wouldn't know because the game was at Celtic Park. It's <laughs> a good point. He does say phoned Hamden, but yeah, of course, the game was Celtic Hello? Park. Hello? Oh, I don't know. God, pitch has got three feet of snow here, son. You obviously assume the game's off. You don't even think that you phoned the wrong stadium. <laughs> yes. League Cup final Celtic Park, 24th of November, 96. Rangers 4, Hearts 3. Um, a bit earlier than that, Dundee away, 1984. This one's come up from a couple of people before uh, my time going to games. Uh, Ragnar says, Dundee away in 84, heavy snow drifted towards the open terracing and the Hearts fans started jumping the wall and moving into the derry. The Dundee fans and Polis were none too happy. <laughs> Hearts got hammered on the pitch. Um, Jambo Mark also agreed with Ragnar, saying, definitely this. I was there and I jumped into the Dundee shed. The pies started going back and forth um, once segregation was in place. I'm sure the teams went off for a bit as well during the worst of the snowstorm. Um, so that sounds like a, an interesting one. 
Yeah, the weather. They had, hard, they had some hardy boys in the dairy. I think I'm, I don't know if they, they still have people in it. Um, there might have been a spell where it wasn't used, but that was that's like the hardcore going the dairy there. And I mean, if you're easy access from the away end, you wouldn't go yourself. You'd have to go with a few hundred pals because you wouldn't fancy yourself if there was a couple of thousand of them. But that's like anything. I mean, back in the day, fans used to switch goals at half time so they could see or be behind the goal that the, their team was shooting towards. And I mean, obviously, it doesn't happen now. But there, were, I'm sure there are, there are maybe older Hearts fans listening that were either involved or saw plenty of pagger. And sure, they did. We used last week. Um, we used the word rumpus last week, and rumpuses was the the, the plural. What's the plural of pagger? Just paggers? It must be, yeah. Probably. So there's, there's probably ha- lots of that has has happened. But cold, cold weather. I'm, I'm looking here. It was a fourth round tie that Hearts played against Hamilton in the 86, 1986-80. Yeah, 86 Scottish Cup. Um, and it, their website just says several postponements. It eventually took place in um, March. So that was one of them. Um, The other one, 29 times is the record postponement. Oh, my. I know. Um, The icy winter of 1979, the Scottish Cup second round clash between Inverness Thistle and Falkirk had to be postponed no fewer than 29 times. The original date for the game was January the 6th, but the clubs had to wait 47 days until the pitch at Kings Mills was declared playable on February the 22nd. So there you go. Let's look a bit more recently. We got um, quite a few about this one. So this is 2015. This is a game that was played. Hearts won the championship uh, late January, Saturday the 31st of January. It's a half past five kickoff because the game was live on BBC Alba when Hearts travelled to play Alloa Athletic. And we got lots of messages about this. Main stand tree says Alloa in 2015 was feckin' freezing. Um, uh, Aquapam says Alloa away 2015. Colas have I've ever been a football match. 5.30 Saturday night kickoff. Sounds great in principle. It's now the barometer for being cold. Example, I. But was it Aloha away cold? Um, feels like I was walking on stumps back to the pub as I genuinely couldn't feel my feet. Um, Ross Byer says, always Aloha away. I've never been as cold. Had to pour Bovril on our hands to get the feeling back. <laughs> Toilets had no hot water. Um, Stuart McLean says, Aloha away. Had to get someone who was passing by to unlock and start my car because my hands wouldn't work. So I, I do remember this one. Uh, Miguel Payardo scored a wonderful goal to give Hearts the lead. And Callum Patterson was the one who mm. completed the scoring to make it 4-1 late on. Um, Alawa is it's very open. It's quite picturesque in some ways. You've got the Oakle Hills. Picturesque. Rolling. Yeah, rolling. It was dark. Can you see by... them on Saturday night when it's dark? Yeah, but I just mean in general. You know, when you're visiting oh, Alawa on a winter's evening. Um, but that you, was very, very <laughs> Why cold. would you take a drive to Alawa? What do you want to do tonight? Why don't we go to Alawa and we drive? Great just, idea. Heard it's very picturesque there. Just clack manager. Why not just mix up your your location? But uh, that was a cold one. 
a very cold one and um yeah it's there's not much protection if you're on that i want to call it terracing but it's more just a grassy slope a verge <laughs> behind the goal for the away end and you occasionally get a freight train that just <laughs> chugs past as well <laughs> sounds like the old days at burnden park and bolton in the 50s and 60s when the steam train used to come by the coldest i think i've been recently i was i mean there's there's plenty of times it's been freezing i was back for a visit to scotland in january 2015 and ali mccoist was in attendance george fawkes was in attendance for dumbarton five Dumbarton 5, Dumbarton 1, Hearts 5. Yeah, I know Ali McCoyce was there because after the game, um, we were standing next to each other in the urinal. <laughs> did he wash his hands? I think he did. He's a he's a, he's a good boy. He knows he knows, he knows the drill. The, re- the reason I ask, I was down at Talk Sport many years ago. And, <laughs> he's and the reason asking about washing his hands, is it? No, there's a story here. This is a story oh, okay. that needs to be told. Um, it was when Kevin Spacey used to have, um, used to own the old Vic pub uh, underneath oh. the theatre okay. and um, Matt Smith who went on to become Doctor Who mm-hmm. uh, was in there as well so a pal of mine who I was with from Talk Sport went up to Kevin Spacey and said excuse me can I have an autograph and he's like no it's chill out time I'm like okay so went for a pish and Matt Smith an autograph now would you nope <laughs> standing alongside him at the urinal you with Ali McCoy me with Matt Smith what did I do when I left Went to wash my hands to go before I left. He went straight out. He did not wash his hands. Oh, That's filthy. No. Like, honestly, that was many, many years ago. Many years ago. I mean, we're talking over 10. Still happens too many times. To, uh, Does. It's, just wash your hands. Filthy. I, there's nothing I, I, I hate when I go to the toilet in a men's. Obviously, it's usually in a pub and That's you're standing there. Women's. And um, there. I, I just, no, I mean, like, it's generally pub that this happens and they're standing there doing what you're doing then going to the sink and while you're doing it you can count four or five folk maybe leave and don't and I'm like well I'm gonna but then I have to touch that bloody handle to leave here Mm -hmm. so it kind of defeats the purpose of me doing it wash your hands folks come on it's not and 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 pubs that have instead of m and f male and female they've got logos on the door that are hard to work out when you are sober which is male and which is female when you've had a few drinks, I mean, come on. They're, over here, they think it's quite funny because there's some sort of gag doing the rounds or a, a visual gag about how do how do, how do Scottish people know which toilet to go to because they've got a guy in a kilt. And it's not funny, but that's what they think constitutes humour over here. But anyway, why, 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 is it, why are we on to toilet humour when we're speaking about yeah, I was gonna, really I was gonna... cold at the football? <laughs> The more entertaining toilets are those that are in. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to the, the Jekyll and Hyde chain. I don't know if there is. I don't think there is one in Edinburgh now, but there's one in Aberdeen that's part of it. Slane's Castle as well. And the Jekyll and Hyde in Edinburgh used to be like this, where the toilets are hidden. They're like um, there's like a it looks like a bookshelves on the wall. They're not. They're fake. But the doors within that, and you don't see them. Um, it, if you've not been there before, it's tricky to find when you're sober. But it's very entertaining sometimes if you've see people who are drunk trying to find them anyway if, but, if, we, if we if we've started that oh um, no let, what have i done no no what no, no. Well, you, you did you did um so the paramount bar in aberdeen used to go there sometimes pre-game they in the toilet would have tvs inside the urinal and they used to have 
Rangers videos on them so you could piss on them. True story. The Paramount Bar in Aberdeen. There's a, there was a story about it in the Herald in 2001. 1995, the Paramount Bar in Aberdeen introduces Rangers videos to their gents' toilets and invites customers to urinate over them. So that's one. Secondly, the old family enclosure at Tyne Castle. Spent many, many afternoons and evenings there before I migrated um, to the shed. Why do you have a toilet right outside where you come through the turnstiles. Everybody's got to come through the turnstiles before you walk up those little steps in Section N, as it used to be in the old main stand towards the family enclosure. The number of times you'd come through the turnstiles. Now, your your nose is already active, right, because of the, the distillery and the, 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 the smell. Yes, yeah, so you've already got that kind of got it turned smell. off. So you've, you, you've got that. You've got the scent of, of the yeast or whatever's being distilled at the time before the filter was put in, and you think, oh, okay, then. And then you go through the turnstiles into the family enclosure, and all you smell is pish. Lovely. Follow that, son. Um, let's let let's move it on. Uh, here's, this is one of the this is one of the few games I think of with a, a proper orange ball match. Uh, this oh, is oh yeah, I like them Rangers away. 1998. This is when obviously Hearts were gunning for the title. Um, Cheesen says, I was at Ibrox in early 98. Orange ball, snow and heading for a massive win. Then Albert scored at the death. But the most yeah. unusual sight that day was the captain of Rangers being sent off. Um, Twee says, the two-each game against Rangers at Ibrox, uh, February 98. Pretty sure it was Baltic sleeting um, and orange ball was used before Albert, Alberts broke our hearts with a very late deflected equaliser, and he certainly certainly did. And I remember this one very well because obviously it was such a big game in the title race. Uh, but also, it's like you think of the orange ball these days. People said this has been so many years that we've just used a yellow ball anyway, um, rather than the white ball. Those many years that was the case. But yeah, this this is one of those I can remember. Even the pictures, you could probably see the snow and the the stills afterwards. And, um, yeah, Grant Murray was sent off for Hearts, and uh, Richard Goff was sent off for Rangers as well. Very yeah, Goff was sent off first. Yeah, Goff was a, a second yellow, according to London Hearts. It was for a foul on on Neil McCann. Look, there's, there's so many good things about London Hearts. You can pretty much find anything you want to do with the, the football club. But what they also have, they have the league tables before and after uh, no, the no. games. And, and going into that game, Celtic and Hearts were tied on 55 points and Rangers were just two points behind on 53. They'd all played 26 games. Now, Celtic had to go to Easter Road. Hibs were bottom of the table at the time because Hibs got relegated that year. But it was close and, and Celtic only won by a goal to nil. And if Hearts had held on, and got all three points, they would have been level with Celtic mm. on 58 and a five-point gap to Rangers after 27 games. So just a handful of games remaining. And it's one of these, isn't it, that you look back on and uh, whether it was... It's what killed us that season was our yeah. games against Celtic and Rangers, really, wasn't yeah, it? Because... One, I think you could say that about any season, couldn't you? Just just not good enough. Um, but yeah, the the... The late equal. I mean, it was very, very late, wasn't it? It was like this second minute of stoppage time or something like that from Albert. And about five deflections as well. Always felt like it happened with him, didn't it? Yeah. Um, let's see. Aberdeen, nineteen ninety one. Ross McPherson says uh, Aberdeen at home. 
Um, he uh, he said ninety one, but actually it was it was ninety two. I've looked it up. A snowstorm twenty minutes before kickoff. We were top of the league. Um, lines were cleared, and they pumped us four nil. Ian Jess lobbed Henry from about thirty yards. And indeed, if you look back, Saturday the eleventh, nineteen ninety two, Hearts nil, Aberdeen four. Now Hearts were top. Two points ahead of Rangers before kickoff, and bearing in mind it was still two points at that point for a victory, wasn't it? Um, Rangers leapfrogged them in goal difference after this game as they beat Hibs at Ibrox. Aberdeen were sixth, so and Hearts were top. And uh, Ian Jess got two, Scott Booth got one, and someone called Paul Mason got the other. Never heard of him before, but yeah, that... switch midfielder, not bad player. Four 0 That is a. A big scoreline. Well, what se- what season was that? Because they did a six-two at Pataudry. November ninety-one, ninety-two. Yeah. So the season, season prior we lost to by that. four yeah. as well. We lost six-two there. That was, um, yeah, that was. We that was around the time we we did all right in in a spell in the nine. Uh, well, probably in the eighties. I, I remember seeing them win one 0 up there in eighty-five, eighty-six, around about February, March time, and that. Or Danny, that kind of kept the momentum going because they were, I mean, they they were a super side at the time, um, Aberdeen under under Fergie. But then in the the early nineties, the the Dutch connection had Van de Ven, they had Willem Van der Ark, Hans Heelhouse, Theo Snelders in goal. And remember, they went to the final day against Rangers. They were a good side, and I don't recall too many decent kind of return journeys from Aberdeen in the early nineties with. With even a point, never mind all three or two, whatever it was back then. Let's see. This is a this is an interesting one. I no idea. I'd need to read more about why we were playing these matches. But Ian McLeod says a midweek friendly against Gornick Jabrezi at Tynecastle. Abandoned after thirty minutes was Hearts leading two one. It was Baltic, but I think it was freezing. It was the freezing fog that halted the game. Charlie uh, Syme also remembered this one, but I looked it up. So actually, Wednesday the 2nd of December 1970, we were playing Gornick's Jabrezi of, of Poland. The game was abandoned after 33 minutes due to torrential rain. Hmm. No nil at the time, 6,500 crowd. But just under a year later, we played them again midweek in a friendly. Um, yeah, around about the Hart- same time. It was the week before. Yeah, and Hearts won, Hearts won this game 2-1. Ernie Winchester and Derek Renton scored for Hearts. Why were we playing a Polish side midweek in a friendly twice a year apart? Don't know, but as a, a, a program collector, I'd call myself a geek. But it's 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 an enjoyable hobby, program collecting, and we had some funky teams that we played. As to that game, I have got no idea what. Yeah, did we, did we play it again because we never got to finish the first one, and they wanted to? See you a out. year later. Yeah, it just seemed very odd. Um, here's here you go. Trivia question for you. We've signed one player from Gornick Jabrezi before. Who was he? Was he Polish? <laughs> yes, he was. He still is Polish, but yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any Polish players that have played for Hearts. Tell me. I've got a yeah. complete mind blank. Who was it? Uh, Boashe. Augustine, or oh him, that's why I deliberately plays Augustine, as some people like to call him. Um, yeah, sign was he any good? He wasn't. I actually thought there was a decent player in there, but um, 
he didn't show enough at Hearts. I didn't feel um, he was up and down for Hearts. Mm. But I, I thought there was a decent defender in there. But for Hearts, nah, had some good games, had some poor games. Uh, anyway, um, I, you know, I quite like winter games. Just before we look at another couple, before we move on, you know, I, there's something about it. I don't know. It's even though you talk about under the lights, you know, obviously the lights are on generally from kickoff in Scotland when it's a a winter game. Um, sometimes a wee bit of snow, but even just the the winter atmosphere. I think everyone's huddled together a little bit more, maybe passionate just to try and keep themselves warm you know the more the clap the more you, the more you shout um, it was better when there were terraces because you really could do that and there'd be hip flasks getting passed about many many years ago like they used to do at the rugby but i think that was it was it always felt better when you could kind of huddle i mean against people you've never you've never met in the terraces because back in the day in, in the terraces and and in the shed you you kind of had an area that you stood in and you met your pals there. And it was, you usually, you were usually in the same area. It's not like, here's a seat, here's a row, here's a number. This is where you sit every single time. So you, you kind of have an area there. But it was, when it was cold and, and freezing. So, I mean, especially, even when it wasn't cold, uh, when it was raining, you'd get those that stood under cover behind the goal that wanted not to get wet. So they would kind of... um Huddle along, and those of you in the the shed would get kind of packed like sardines if it was a busy, busy game. So, yeah, memories of of kind of cold, frosty days where I mean, remember we've spoken about. I think Hearts Rangers was in the when Sandy Clark. Remember we spoke with Sandy about this when him and Craig Patterson banged heads. Scottish Cup January eighty six. That should never have been played. The pitch was rock hard. But something about going to football, especially if it's a crisp, really cold blue sky day, that's proper football weather. Yeah, I quite quite like the winter, the winter games. Uh, let's see a few mentions for this one. We'll see if you remember this one. This is Dunfermline away in 1996. Um, Colin S says, nothing will ever be worse than being on the open terrace at East End Park, Boxing Day 1996. Mate said, atmosphere will be, will be better on the terrace, but didn't take the snow and high winds into consideration. <laughs> we won 3-2. Fulton was amazing. The coldest I've ever been in my life. Uh, Joe uh, says, I remember being at East End Park sometime in the 90s with driving snow blowing directly into our faces. Coldest I've ever been at a match. Um, so this is Boxing Day 96, Dunfermline mm-hmm, 2, yeah. Hearts 3, um, Mackay Robbo, who scored from the spot, and Steve Fulton with a winner with nine minutes to go. Um, and it was John Robertson's 200th league goal for Hearts, incidentally, as well. Um, wasn't it that one? I, I didn't go to East End Park when it was still terracing, so I wouldn't oh, have experienced that. Good stadium. I mean, there was nearly 10,000 at that game, Stevie Fulton late on with a winner. Just a good stadium. And I hope they get back. I mean, I, I was looking at kind of refreshing my memory as to who's where in the Scottish Premiership and the top flight and who's where in the First Division. Because Lee Bullen, who's uh, from Pennycook, is now in charge of air and they're doing well. But then I looked at the other end of the table and Hamilton are bottom. And if they got relegated to the seventh tier, it wouldn't be enough if there was an eighth tier. Just don't like that football club. 
just not on, and when they were in the, the top flight, you just you can't have it all your own way. It's like down in England, you you, you have if you're kind of a traditionalist, you Leeds and Sheffield Wednesday and the biggest and Sunderland, the big supported clubs with the good stadiums. Dunfermline were always like that. I always used to enjoy parking on the Holbeath Road, going to the pub and then walking along and I mean, loads of Hearts fans are from Fife as well, so it was, an, it was like a home game for a lot of them. But it was always a fun place to go, and no, none more so than than when the terracing was was still there and it crept round, and there was the kind of fencing opposite the main stand on the centre circle that that um, segregated the Dunfermline fans and their terrace and, and our fans, and it swept all the way around to the corner flag on the main stand side. Tannadice was like that as well. I miss the terrace, and I have to say. And I know we, we did away with it, obviously, um, after Hillsborough. But it's it's good to see if safe standing can be reintroduced. There's something about standing mm-hmm. up on a cold winter's day, keeping yourself warm, moving around, that you can't really do if you have a seat. Here's one that I remember very well. And this is uh, one of the best examples of just ludicrous winter weather. Rangers away, 2015 in the championship. This is a game that only makes it 24 minutes in the end. Um, Jordan Sterling says, I remember driving through to Ibrox midweek and the snow seemed to come out of nowhere. M8 became gridlocked. Got in 10 minutes or so late, got to see Oosterk hit the bar, turned to my mate and said, we've got a chance here. Bobby Madden called the game off. Got <laughs> um, Paula says, we never made it off the M8. 16 of us watching the start of the game on someone's phone. Um <laughs> Ross Kelly said, Ibrox away, game that got called off during the championship season was a right mess, tremendous stuff. And Ivan Armstrong says, Ibrox 2015, wallet nicked on the way to the ground, game abandoned, Oof. couldn't make the arranged fixture. Oh, no. um, this was, I actually, we got the train to this one, I think, and um, I slipped to my backside, shortly after getting off Queen Street, properly, both legs in the air, um, slipped <laughs> to my backside, trying to find somewhere just warm to go, um, walked into a pub, um, looked for a space, couldn't find one. Turned around, I had my bag on because I was going to commentate. Um, knocked a bunch of glasses off a table and they all smashed oh, on the floor. It was just chaos. We were just trying to find somewhere to shelter because it was so bad. Um, at which at which point in time was the game called off? Was it called off well in advance of like a couple no. of hours, or was it was it close? No, this was twenty four minutes. It lasted. I remember this game where players were just slipping all over the place. Um, Oosterk did crack the crossbar with a cracking shot, but this was one where I think I've mentioned it before. So I was commentating, and someone said to me, "It's off." By the way, it's going to be called off. And I was like, "Well, we're still playing right now." And because he'd stopped the game and had a chat with the managers, Bobby Madden, at some point, and the game kept playing. And I was like, it's going to be called off. And it played for a few more minutes after that. And I was like, why are we still playing then? If it's come up to me at this point, then they must have made the decision like already. There's a very weird one. Um, yeah, I think it was like 24 minutes and Bobby Madden called it off. It was just, it was bizarre the game even started, to be honest. And then it was a bit of trouble. Um, the, between the Hearts and the Rangers fans, they were feeling very aggrieved at that point. That was in one of their highly tumultuous periods. I know they have a few ups and downs. Uh, it was just a, it was just a catastrophe. The whole thing. Um, and then by the time we, in some ways, it maybe worked in our favour. In some ways, because we I think we replayed them in like April or something. And by that point, we'd pretty much won the league, so it didn't matter. Um, I think we had won the league. Sorry, so the game was irrelevant at that point. Obviously, still up for grabs. 
Um, anyway, that was a very good example. Um, a more recent one, Tiny, uh, sorry, Talking Tiny Podcast said Falkirk away in 2020. Um, Sean Clare with the winner from the spot. Uh, if I remember correctly, they hit the woodwork three times in the second half. Unbelievably cold and was pissing with rain uh, before, during and after the game. It was a Scottish uh, Cup tie, wasn't it? Where yeah. we won, but we weren't great. I posted a video, I'll need to find it, it's on Twitter, just of me, I just did a selfie video of me trying to walk to the ground from parking the car. <laughs> it was, you would think I was out, you'd think I was on like a trawler out in the middle of the North Sea or something. It was, and that's another ground, Falkirk's ground, where it's just, it's so open, and obviously they've only got stands on three sides as well, so it just seems to let even more of the, the elements in, the wind... It's funny, you're, you're talking about cold weather and sporting events, and obviously there's only so much cold that under-soil heating can handle before even that decides, no, this is this is silly. But I'm, I'm looking at the forecast over here for Green Bay, who are playing Monday Night Football this week on ESPN. Now, it can be cold at the best of times. On Monday evening... In British money, is minus 20. That's pretty cold. Now, the game goes ahead. There's no, there's no issue about that. I mean, Green Bay Packers fans, Buffalo Bills fans, hardy, hardy bunch. They'll have 25 layers on. They know that that game is going ahead. Artificial kind of surface slash grass, but the game will go ahead and we're talking about games where we've been absolutely freezing. Can you even imagine, and I know you've had some some funky cold temperatures over the last couple of weeks, but minus 20 to go and watch a sporting event? That's silly. I went to a Slavia Prague game when I was in the Czech Republic and it was, I think, about minus 15 almost. Ooh. And we got the group of us who were there, we were there for a stag do actually um, over in Prague and we got cold beers and loads of the locals are looking at us like, what are these guys doing? It's Baltic. And um, apart from my hand looking like I had frostbite, uh, our beers kept icing over. So it was proper <laughs> ice at the top of it. We we're having to try and crack through at times and you can see all the locals getting their hot cups of, um, of tea or something, something hot anyway. And us with our cold beers sitting there shivering, trying to break through the ice to drink them. Uh, it was very it's, cold. But it's stories, isn't it? I mean... It's memories, eh? Memes. Memes? You're not stopping memories and shortening it to memes. Other than that. <laughs> I am. Um, no, you're not. You're not. But that, that's what it's about. That, that's what going to the football's about. Football's about memories. It's about, remember that time. Now, or remember that time when it was like, I don't know, 20 degrees in that September game when we won 1-0 against Motherwell? No, I have no recollection of that whatsoever. It was just another game. But remember that time where it was bloody freezing and we, we did this, the car broke down, and as Stevie, the first one you mentioned, Stevie Morris said, he didn't know where they were going, and they just followed everyone else, and they were going back. It wasn't even a, a Hearts bus, they were going to Aberdeen. So the next thing you know, Jesus, where are we? That's what it's all about. It's about getting stuck on the way down to Kilmarnock in the snow. That's what football's all about. None of this <laughs> vanilla pish where you go and you watch your team and nothing happens and 
you win or you lose by a goal and there's no memories whatsoever and the beer's cold. Give me that any day where there's issues rather than Here's that someone, mundane. It's someone I think of quite fondly, and it, it, Stone Cold mentioned Perth. Coldest game I've ever been at. Ricardo Fuller scored the winner. Uh, now, the game he was mentioning is 2nd of January 2002. Gary Wales and Ricardo Fuller scoring a 2-0 Hearts win. The thing about Ricardo Fuller, so he's Jamaican, um, yep. so you'd think, you would think, likes the no, hot weather, probably yeah. wouldn't like the cold. So he played 29 times for Hearts. He scored nine goals. Seven of those goals came in a six-game period between the 15th of December and the 5th of January. Really? I, I, the, what I think of Ricardo Fuller is I think back to cold, miserable winter games and him just dancing through defences and scoring goals. When it got when it got hot again, he just stopped scoring. <laughs> What's that all about? He's Jamaican. That's, ma- that's, that's magic. I love that. I mean, it's like it's, like it's cool got essences runnings. of cool runnings. Yes, yeah. very good. I, I wondered <laughs> if your mind was thinking where my mind was going as well. But that's brilliant because you've got a choice. If you're someone that's grown up and you came from Tivoli Gardens and, I mean, you're just like, no, that's a bit, a bit too cold for me. Russell Latipe was was another who, if he could be bothered, if he could be arsed, but if it got a wee bit cold for him, Sometimes it'd be just like, nah, I don't fancy this. But sometimes he would, it wasn't a case of once the, the clock struck December, you wouldn't see Russell again until March. It's just a love of playing football. And Latipe was like that, and Ricardo Fuller was like that. That's what it's all about. That's a great start that most of his goals that season came between what the winter months rather than the summer months. He scored um, one in November. He scored... Uh... Five in December, and he scored three in January. Um, didn't score in October when he, after he signed. He didn't score in February, uh, March. He got one in April. He didn't score in May. So, just, just for whatever reason, yeah, didn't didn't seem to compute. But there you go, Ricardo Fuller, what player I mean, he was. That jersey that Hearts wore, that area jersey, shake But but that was the thing. That's the thing. It wasn't designed to be breathable. It was, I mean, that was like wearing 25 jackets. It just, you could not breathe. Your skin could not breathe anything. I mean, think of the warmth in that top, sweating, and it just had no escape, the sweat, because the material was so bad. It was like wearing a wetsuit. That horrible area top that had the most huge V-neck kind of collar. Horrible quality, but it might have served a purpose in the winter time to keep the heat in. See, maybe they were smart after all. Maybe, maybe not. But anyway, thank you for um, giving us some of the cold memories. I'm sure we'll get a few more over the next few weeks. Um, some new winter stories at the football. Hepburn and McDonald have been making creative sign and print solutions since the 1950s. For more, visit fhmcdsigns.co.uk Okay, moving on. Let's have a look ahead to this weekend. Hearts are back. Finally, we can do away with this World Cup nonsense and focus on the proper stuff, the proper football. We've had an entertaining match and Ibrox to kick off the return of the top flight. But the big game, of course, is Hearts back in action against Kilmarnock this weekend. 
we've got Kai Rolls suspended, of course, after his red card in the last game before the break against Livingston. Cammy Devlin and Nathaniel Atkinson came back to train from today, Thursday. Uh, Stephen Humphrey still out with the ankle injury from October. Peter Haring still sidelined with a concussion problem. Uh, who else? Uh, Gary McKay-Steven, Benny Beningame, Liam Boyce. However, we understand Craig Halkett and Stephen Kingsley should be available and playing. But Kelly had a weird one, Mark. You know, you don't like to focus on you know these bogey team things too much, but Kilmarnock have now won five times in a row at Tynecastle. Um, we're winless in seven at Tynecastle against them. One draw and six defeats. So much so that the last time we beat them at Tynecastle, you were bloody commentating on the twenty oh, seventh. Cathro's first win was it? Yeah, twenty seventh of December, twenty sixteen. Ian Cathro in charge. Callum Patterson scored the opener. Why What's happening? Why? Why? Why can't we beat Killy at Tynecastle? What is it? What is it about that? Why do you have? I mean, runs. I mean, we spoke last week, last couple of weeks, about the unbeaten, especially against Clark's twenty twenty two in a row. Yeah, I mean, apart from you... Steve Clark, but I mean, bar that, you know, they've not even been that great a team. No, I mean, they beat us in the League Cup, didn't they? And we were insipid that night. And even when they scored, Kilmarnock, uh, you just might as well finish the game then. That's what I was. Yeah, it was just like. Sorry, I'm finishing your sentences. Like an no, cover. you're right. You're right. It was like it was only what twenty odd minutes in, but you kind of had the feeling that first twenty minutes it was like one goal's enough here, and they got it. And we just—I don't remember enough about the rest of the game. You would have commentated on. I would have watched it on Hearts TV. Puffin uh, and Puffin. They—they're yeah. a Derek McInnes side. You know they've they. Yeah, but Derek McInnes hasn't been well in charge since Ian Cathro won. No, but I mean that, was, that game in particular. It was they got the goal. They stayed well organized. They let us have the ball. They. Forced us to well, not forced, but they they let us knock it around and eventually try and play longer balls forward. And the likes of Ash Taylor at the back, just that was bread and butter for them. So if we played right into their hands, yeah, we've just been brutal against them yeah, in it, recent it years, especially at home. It was the time before that, and that's a game I want to talk about. It was a season where we were oh, bottom. Oh, I know when, the um, game. Oh. Yeah, and we were three 0 down, two 0 down at half time, three 0 down and. If like Craig Gordon minutes. goes, it probably would have still been nil nil at the point. Yeah, true. <laughs> but it was, a, I mean, it was like, was it the Hamilton game that we played as well? And you, we, we kind of had to win. And things were getting a wee bit sticky at this stage. We were bottom or damn, is, damn near bottom. And it, it's the kind of, it's the hopes going into the games. And then just, they, I can't remember as far as if they were brilliant lights out or we were just utter shite. Sean Clare's penalty, even. 10 minutes to go, you thought we got a chance here, but how could I know he scored, but it just wasn't early enough to give us any momentum because they'd gone down. Was Branescu who got sent off? Was that to do with the penalty that Sean Clare scored, or was it was a second yellow? It doesn't look like it because it said he was sent off with 10 minutes to go for Killy um, after Sean Clare had scored the penalty. Do you remember it? Um, I remember being sent off and thinking, well, um, he. Uh... According to London Hearts, I, was, I couldn't remember what exactly it says. He gave away the penalty, yellow. but then he, he got a second yellow for get, preventing Hearts from getting the ball after it was scored. Ah, okay. So we'd scored to make it 3-1. There's 10 yep. minutes to go. They've mm-hmm. had a guy sent off. That was, the, the, the if, if I remember rightly, that was about the first time that you actually heard some noise because the Hearts fans had absolutely nothing to shout about in that game. 
Um, no, there was what yeah. it was the game where I can kind of summed up um, Shaw Perez time because there's a point where the ball comes through and Chris Burke, I think it doesn't, it's not a clear chance, but then Pereira just comes bolting off his line for no reason and he, he lobs one. I think it's maybe Halk you can hear go say something lines of just stay on your effing line. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually hear it. He just like pulling his hair out because. I need to watch the clip again, but from what I remember, it's maybe a half chance at best. He's going in on the angle, and he just comes out and he just opens up the whole goal by running off his line. But he doesn't need to. What oh, about, what about the times. game earlier this season? Did we not miss an absolute sitter at oh, now? Yeah. So the the last meeting of the sides ended in that two two draw, which Hearts really dug a result out. To be fair, in that one. Um, but yeah, Barry Mackay, which kind Barry of sums Mackay. up his that, run that at the it. moment, uh, knocked over the crossbar from a couple right. of yards out. We ended up being 2-0 down after a howler from Craig Gordon. Doesn't happen often. Yes. Uh, dug it back, though, Stephen Humphreys. Great goal. And then there was that Nathaniel Atkinson absolute belter right mm-hmm. at the end, 94th minute, almost the last touch on the volley to get the point. It felt like a big point. Yeah, confidence-wise, at that point. Um, so, we, if I remember rightly, we started the game off okay, didn't we? Um, and we were on yeah, top. We, Barry we, missed the chance, and then just then nothing happened after that until we got back into first it. quarter of the game. We were right, and then it just fell apart. I mean, I think I was looking at who's available. So, if Robbie Nielsen sticks with his with the four three three, it's a tough one because you know, Toby Civic's really come onto a game. But if Halkett and Kingsley are both back, you would. You almost favour putting them at centre back if you're playing with a I think four. he will stick with four three three because he did say he's now got players back that would allow him to play their preferred formation. So that would surely be Halkett and Kingsley centre back, wouldn't it? Cock well, and left what if, back. What if he's playing? What if he's playing three? I take it we've not heard any more from the Spanish FA or anything like that about. Cochrane's red card. Uh, I've not seen any Maria. updates. That's a good. They would have known by now. They would have known by now. You would think. So I mean, I was so, looking. I would if we play four three three and Cochrane is available. I would probably hazard. I guess maybe Smith right, Cochrane left, Halkett Kingsley centre, Devlin. Or you, could, or you could play. You could play. Sorry, you could play three because well, that's what extended. I was. You could play three with. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. With, Civic with Halkett Civic and Kingsley. There. That's what yeah. I mean. Civic's come onto a game. That's why I don't know if he'll be tempted with a three. Um, because I almost preferred it when I drew the two teams out. I well. I was thinking Gordon and goals, Smith, Halkett, Kingsley, Cochrane, if it's a four, Devlin, Keogh, Snodgrass, Janelli, Shanklin, Mackay. Uh, if you did a three, you could have Gordon, uh, Sibic, Halkett, Kingsley, the back three, Atkinson, right, Cochrane, left in wing-back roles, Devlin, Snodgrass in the centre, maybe, and Janelli and Mackay flanking Shankland. I found it strange that the, uh, the Aussie boys weren't back until earlier today. When what? some of their Aussie teammates, especially those at St Mirren, have been back for a while. Yeah, I found that very strange. I know it's been it's been talked about, should we say, quite a lot by Hearts fans on social media. Uh, yeah, with Kai Rose, obviously it doesn't matter so much because he was never going to be able to play. And he also played every minute for Australia at the World Cup. So I would understand with Rose... However, you know, Cammy Devlin didn't play at all. Nathaniel Atkinson played one game. They're both available for this game. Um, 
for you know, for instance, Jason Cummings played and scored at the weekend, just passed for Central Coast Mariners, so he's already been back playing. For his yeah, but he was going back to Australia, and the Hearts boys were going to Australia as well. Uh, yeah, the Hearts but, boys haven't come from Qatar; they've they've been to Australia no, first. No, but but that's what I mean. But but uh, you still think? I mean, I I don't know if the St Mirren boys came straight to Paisley from Qatar, or if they went to Australia first, because I don't think every Australian squad member went home, went back to Oz before they came. Okay. I don't know. I mean, it's not. It's a wee bit strange, especially yeah, if not, I'm not going to start this weekend, which I hope he does. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I'm going to lose sleep over it, but it just it did seem quite odd that it was it was that late, especially for a couple of players who were always going to be available, and you know, there wasn't really any a significant game time and zero, you know, zero for Devlin to say that they needed a physical break. Um. He needed somewhere secure to keep Messi's top. Yes, there is that. Maybe that's why he went back to Australia to give it to his folks to keep in a safe or something. By the way, Argentina in the final now. If they win this and Cami Devlin's got his shirt from his 1,000th match, I mean, that's probably just doubling in value if Argentina win. And it's already worth a fair bit. Indeed. Indeed, but let's not focus on Argentina and France, little things like that. Oh, you're so, such an international phobe. Um, Hearts Kilmarnock. So I, th- I really hope we come out of the blocks with this one because obviously what Kilmarnock will be hoping for is a slow start. Us not quite being on it because we've you know we've we've been on a break, and them just frustrating us, getting the fans on our backs, making it difficult, defending deep. Um, you know, playing for set plays, slowing the play down. So I think we need to be really up for this because you know what, Tynecastle can be like. It's a brilliant place when things are going for you, but if they make it difficult, you know what it'll be like very quickly. So when, um, I th- when, when was the last time we were good? The last time we were good. That's a very. Um, that's it produced a-, a performance that you kind of thought, yeah, that's more like it. Because the mother will three 0 is the scoreline that's really good, but the game tells a totally yeah, different story. totally flattered us that scoreline. I mean, really good. Um, you know, I thought the Motherwell result, the home game was huge. We weren't really good. You know, we had to dig it out because uh, we ended up with a red card. But I thought to go to be down to ten men at nil nil, uh, you know, almost at half time, to come out with three points in that game after going, oh, it was magic. And, and that's I mean, it wasn't need. overall performance was like fantastic or anything, but to dig it out, um, there's been a lot of that. There's been a lot of that overall performance has been so so. If I was to go back to the 14th of August and the 4 1 against Dundee United, would you say that's the last time that you kind of came away from a game going, Yeah, that really enjoyed that? We were really good today. Um, performance plus result, probably. Um, Although defensively we were a bit weak against Celtic, I thought we actually gave them a really good run for it in that one, but we, we still Riga. lost and we made a few errors. Riga, I thought we were composed. Mm, I don't yeah. know. I think we played second great. Half we were, second half we were off it a bit, but yeah. So, uh, County we were decent, but again, I won't, you know, weren't fantastic. It was a very the, tricky game. The point I'm making from, from all of this is 
we are within four points of third, probably without even ever being at our best this season. Yeah, so that's fair. what I'm, I'll, I'll go back to say. There are no excuses, and I know. I mean, you can you can tie this up in a bow any way you want. As far as X number of players are still out, what's been happening? We've had a month to five weeks without any football, and we still don't have whoever. We don't have Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday games yeah, now. No excuse. There are no excuses. So it's about time. So a winning we, weekend, is that what you're we saying? For, I don't know. Because it's, it's just the killing. Well, I'm gonna ask you. Make a prediction. I'm not <laughs> I'm not gonna predict that we win. Until oh. I've seen enough. I think I'm gonna go for a one all draw. Oh fucking hell. We've not even got a game back and you're depressing me. One all draw. Well go for your usual cheerleading five nil bollocks. It ain't oh. gonna happen. All right. Well who's gonna score in the one one draw then? Give me that. Is Halliday available? Um, as far as I'm aware. Okay, not him. How about, <laughs> how, how about... Oh, is Janelle going to start? What about Barry Mackay? Barry Mackay, I hope. I hope Barry Mackay used that time away. Rest, come back, train hard. Barry Mackay looked like your car dashboard when the fuel light's already on. Basically said, hey, if you don't get to a garage soon, this car ain't going any further. Barry Mackay's had a chance to fill himself with petrol. Barry Mackay's had a chance to regroup and he's got to be better because there were too many games he was a passenger. I think one game a week will, will really help. I'm going to say Barry Mackay will not only score, but he will star this weekend. In star either in that one-one draw against second bottom Kilmarnock, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm changing my mind. One-nil Hearts can't have us drawn at home. One-nil Hearts, Barry Mackay. Three-nil. Got to end this. Three-nil. Kingsley free kick. Easy. Oh, I'm glad he's back. That was the Riga game at home that he tried to play on after mm -hmm. doing his hammy, but it's just another threat, isn't it? From from set plays that well, we've got a few that can take them, but I like that. I like that. Do you want to split the difference and go two? No, I'm going three. Not you two if you want. I'm going three. No, I've, I kind of go from one one to two nil. Okay, either so one got... one or one nil. Barry McKay. No, no, you have to pick one. One nil. 1-0. Okay. 1-0 Mackay. I'll go 3-0 Kings. Easy. Boom. Hearts are back. Every week we do this. Every week. Right, we're playing Real Madrid at the Bernabeu. I mean, to be honest, that defence isn't really up to much. 2-2. Where's this from? No wonder we get stick. What be your bloody predictions every week? They're shite. Well, imagine we'd call on the podcast at the end of September. What do you think? Hearts Rangers this weekend. Oh, 4-0 Rangers. 4-0 Rangers. And then what about the Fiorentina game? Oh, 3-0 Fiorentina. And then they were like, 5-1 Fiorentina. <laughs> no. 1-0 Hearts. Barry Mackay's magic. You're listening to Scarves Around the Funnel, sponsored by Forrest Hepburn and McDonald's Signs. <laughs>
who have been offering creative oh. sign and print solutions since the 1950s. Um, we're just about at the end of this week's show. Do you want a quick 10-question quiz? Yeah. Because a prepped one was meant to be a head-to-head between you and McGowan, so it would be a... You know, fastest finger to the buzzer. He's not here. He's got a wee. He's got a wee. He's got a wee tickle. A wee cough. I'll be fine to play Ross County this weekend. Don't worry about that. St Johnson manager Callum Davidson. No doubt. So what I can do? I've got ten questions. There, it's a festive quiz. So they're all based around Hearts festive um, matches or festive links. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what I'll do? I'll go through them all. I'll let you play at home. So, Mark, if you can not answer, um, okay. just think of the answer, and then I'll run through the answers afterwards when you think you know, um, which means you can play along at home. So, let's just quickly fire through these before we go. Festive quiz. Question one. Who did Hearts play when they first played a match on Christmas Day? So, question one. Who did Hearts play the first time they played on Christmas Day? Question two. The last time Hearts played on Christmas Day was 1971. Wow. Who, who was their opponent for that game? Is this a Christmas Day quiz? No, no, no. But it's just festive. So that's... Okay. Question three is... The last time Hearts played on Christmas Eve before, so they're playing on Christmas Eve this year, but the last time before this year was 11 years ago. 2011. Who was the opponent and what was the score? Christmas Eve, 11 years ago, the last time Hearts played a game on that date before this year when they played on D-United. So, (laughs) you'll need the game for this one. The game that day, so I'm confirming that Hearts scored goals. Who scored the goals for Hearts that day? So there's obviously more than one Hearts goal. So there's a clue. That might help with the answer for the previous question. So who scored the Hearts goals the last time they played on Christmas Eve? Question five is a player-specific question. So which former Hearts striker was born on Boxing Day in 1983. And a little clue, he was born in Norwich. So Norwich-born former heart striker who was born on Boxing Day in 1983. Who was he? Question six. Hearts played on Boxing Day in 2018. They beat Hamilton 2-0. Who scored the two goals for Hearts? They beat Hamilton Boxing Day 2018. 2-0 win. Who scored the goals? They also played on Boxing Day just last year. So 2021 Boxing Day Hearts played. Who was the opponent? Question 8. Name the Hearts player who was born on Hogmanay in 1982. Hogmanay, 82. Who was born on that day? Question 9. When was the last Edinburgh Derby to take place on the 1st of January? So not necessarily the New Year Derby, they always call it, but the last time it took place on 
the first specifically. Final question, question 10. Um, Ryan McGowan's final game for Hearts came on Boxing Day in 2012. Who was it against? McGowan's final game for Hearts, Boxing Day 2012. Who was it against? Okay, 10 questions. Hopefully you've got your answers at home. Um, hopefully Mark's got some answers, so we'll go through them now. Question one, who did Hearts uh, play when they first played a match on Christmas Day? I I assume it was a long time ago, so Hibs. And what? You've got to know that story. Yeah, the first derby, 1875 at the Meadows, 1-0 Hearts, Christmas Day. Yes, that's correct. The answer is Hibs, the first game that the Hearts played on Christmas Day. Um. The last time Hearts played on Christmas Day was 1971. Who was their opponent? No idea. Aberdeen. Might as well just guess. Yeah, I wouldn't, to be fair, I would not have known this one either. Celtic. They lost 3 2 at Celtic Park in 1971 on Christmas Day. It seems that a was bizarre. The last time Christmas Day. It seems a bizarre, a, a bizarre, a bizarre concept, even in the 70s, to be playing a football game on Christmas Day, doesn't it? Over oh. here, I mean, they play basketball. I mean, t- this year, the NFL. Because Christmas really? okay. is a sun- Sunday this year. They always play basketball indoors, but NFL this year um, okay. is on Christmas Day because it's a Sunday. So just, uh, I mean, it's, it's to be fair, though, Thanksgiving's the big one over here. Christmas Day is, yeah. uh, it, it's all right, it's, it's, but it's not up there with Thanksgiving. So it's not, I mean, Boxing Day is not a thing over here. You're back at no. work on the 26th. Um. Okay. Question three. Mm-hmm. The last time Hearts played on Christmas Eve before this year was 11 years ago. Who was the opponent and what was the score? 2011. The game? Do you know. remember who we played? Well, we, we obviously... Is this the question that had the goals? Yes, yeah, so it gave away that we obviously scored goals. So you've got that much. Hart scored more than a goal in the game anyway. That's what you've got. Honestly, that was gone. I don't know. Uh, we beat Motherwell 2-0. On Christmas Eve. I do remember this one specifically because it was Christmas Eve, which seemed quite odd. Ryan McGowan played the full 90 minutes. He might have even got that one. Um, and it was Stephen Elliott and Ian Black who scored the goals for that. Um, I'll answer the next question because there's no point in me asking you that. If you didn't know the game, you're not going to get the goal scorers. So that was question four. Stephen Elliott and Ian Black got the goals in a 2-0 win for Hearts 2011. This is hard. Um... Question five, which former Hearts striker was born on Boxing Day in 83? And the clue I gave was he was born in Norwich. So he's 39 years old now. So obviously a fairly recent grand scheme of things, Hearts striker. English. 38. I I, I don't know. Should I? It's a reasonably well-known footballing surname. John Sutton? Indeed, John Sutton, Boxing yeah. Day 83, born in Norwich, Needed brother, the of, brother of Cressy. I mean, when I get to the, he's he's not the only one in his family who plays, I guess it gives away a sure. little bit. Yeah, his brother's um, called Chris. Boxing Day 2018, um, Hearts beat Hamilton 2-0. Mm-hmm. Who scored? Naismith. Yes, that's one. I don't know the other. Sure, but was that around the time Naismith was on that run? Uh, possibly. You're gonna have that a was my safest option. Dab in the dark, the other player? No. 
I don't know. No idea. Arno Jim scored the other okay. goal. Two 0 Um see I tried to make I tried not to just go too much in your era because I thought this was gonna be you against McGowan and he gets a bit sensitive if if it's the time you, you were always working at Hearts games and he wasn't playing yet because he doesn't know any of those. So, it's just, so I try to keep it uh, out with that. So historic or more recent, but anyway, doesn't matter. Um, Hearts played on Boxing Day last year. Who was the opponent? Mm-hmm. Don't remember? Should I? Well, it was only last I would, season. I, I, know, I don't know what I did last night. I would have Jesus. watched it, but yeah. no. That's what I'm saying earlier. Unless it's memorable or something like that, then... well, it was all right. It was the last. It was the game where we ended up with no fans in it, and then they did a, they did a little kind of mini shutdown because the coronavirus oh, um, oh. regulations. Doesn't help me. Yeah, I remember. I remember that, but I don't know who we played. Who was it? One two one. We beat Ross County, Boxing Day last year. Um, if you don't get the next question, you're you're definitely in trouble, though. Um, Question eight. Name the Hearts player born on Hogmanay in 1982. You've got to get this one. That's Craig. Yes. Yeah. He turns, yeah, he turns 40 on, uh, turns on Hogmanay. Turns 40. This mm. month, yeah. Craig Gordon, born Hogmanay 82. Yes, so he will be 40 before we start 2023. Still got it, though. Um, question nine. When was the last Edinburgh Derby to take place on the 1st of January? I think I know this one because if I remember right, and I, I might be wrong in that there might have been one since, but the first new year I had in this country, I moved over in October, September, October 2010, went to the casino for New Year, got home about four. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, there was an early, early start for the Derby. I think it was a 12.30 or 12.45 kickoff your time. Mm-hmm. I remember Hearts, that was the Kevin Kyle late winner. What I don't know is if that was the last one to be on the 1st of January. But I remember that definitely was because I'd had about two hours sleep, but I made sure I was up for this game. Was that it was. That? was correct. 2011, the last one, which is the game that Kevin yeah, Kyle headed years. in yeah. the winning goal. Indeed, yes, they just tend to not fall bang on the first when we have had the New Year derby. Since, it's the same uh, this year because it's not on telly, is it? No, Hearts TV only. Which is so, great for Hearts TV, but I mean, would, if it's not on TV, would that not be a nice game to move? Maybe it costs more policing and whatever. Yeah. What is it on the second? What's the what's the date of it? Or is it the third? Is it not? Uh, it's Tuesday. It's on Monday the second. Come on, you could have moved that, could you not? To Sunday the first, first, yeah. For our first Maybe. one, just because it's been it's been twelve years, come a couple of years, uh, a couple yeah. of weeks. I don't know, but, but I mean, I'm sure there's, there's a reason. Oh well, there we go. Uh, final question, question ten. Mm. Ryan McGowan's final game for Hearts came on Boxing Day 2012. Who was it against? <laughs> Boxing Day 2012. Very, very. Do you, th- do you think he would... season? Do you think he would have got this? Uh, I don't know because he was asking me about it on Monday. Who's my last game for Hearts? Um, well, if he asked you about it on Monday and he doesn't remember come Thursday, then that would be a bit of a problem. <laughs> I know. I just I don't know. I've got I've got no idea. I mean, who the, who we played this weekend? The, Kilmarnock. Correct. It was against <laughs> Kilmarnock, <laughs> and um, 
Uh, we lost 1 0. And no. the current Hibs manager came off the bench for the visitors that game. Lee Johnson came on for Kamarnik in that match. I can't even remember him playing for Kelly. Uh, he won the League he, Cup. He was there when he won the League Cup. Jesus, man. Honestly, there's parts of history that have just been erased. <laughs> and I, need to re- I need to get them back. Not so much that. I've got no interest in whether Lee Johnson played X number of times for, for Kilmarnock or whatever. But Yep, wow. it was 1-0 win for Kelly at Rugby Park on the 26th of December 2012. A Liam Kelly penalty and Ryan McGowan played the full game and that was his... A 72nd and final appearance for Heart of Midlothian. Wrapping um, things up as, as we like to yes, do. Yes, wrap it up. T- tying a bow on everything we've spoken about. Kamarnock could be particularly cold in the winter time. Yes. That was a cold, cold place. Very cold. R- rugby Park. And the other thing is, I remember, I've remembered another Polish player that played for Hearts. But I'm going to ask you a question. If this other Polish player who played for Hearts walked past you in the street and you got a good look at him, would you remember that he played for Hearts if I told you his name is Rafa Zelak? Uh, yes. You, you quite, know what he looked like? Uh, yes. Qu- quite... Uh, I'm trying to think of the kind of Quite goofy looking. Uh, I would remember him, yeah. Who was the one? Who was the one we mentioned earlier as the Polish player? Boasie Augustin. Now it was Adrian Mrowiec, not Polish as well. Uh, yes, and we also had the very handsome Christian Novak. Also, well, he was a good-looking boy. He was, yes. So yeah, we've had we've had some, we've had some. Yeah, I would definitely remember. I would definitely recognise Rafa Zielak, um as much as I want to forget him. Because he wasn't very good. Speaks, hi- speaks highly of you. <laughs> she has fucking no idea who I am, and I'm quite happy with that. <laughs> anyway, thank you for tuning in. Uh, hopefully, next week when we're back, uh, we'll be able to be we'll be able to discuss a Hearts win, back in action, and uh, back getting three points. Uh, thank you for tuning in. In the meantime, hopefully, you can stay warm and heat yourself up with a nice bottle at the football this weekend. Uh, but until next time, can I choose the music, in. please? Can I choose the music? For once, I've not chosen the music once. All right, I mean, year. you know, you don't have to tell me why we're still doing the recording, but yeah, no, go, I know. go ahead. No, but I want to. Go on then. Cold, 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 cold Heart, Elton John, the remix. Okay. Okay. Fair me. enough. Cold, cold hearts. There you go. Works yeah. nicely. Seamless. For a headline Bye-bye. as well. Bye bye. <laughs>